Hi, Adventure family. Scott Matthews here. Welcome to week three of Lessons from Lockdown, where we're learning to stand firm in the Lord. It's not easy to stand firm in lockdown. After two weeks being in Motahari, Bihar, India, not far from the Nepal border, I remember being told, hey, tomorrow we're going to start heading home to Delhi. Uh, be ready at noon. I was ready at 8 a.m. I had all my bags packed. I'd had all the Indian curry I could deal with and got ready. And they came up to me about 1 o'clock and they said, hey, uh, we're not leaving till tomorrow. And I was like, Ugh, that's going to be tough. I was, I was frustrated. I'll bet you may be feeling frustration. Some of you have had to have difficult conversations with small business owners about the fact that they may not be getting any hope here soon. They may be facing shutdown of businesses that their uh, sweat equity has been in for years. Some of you just may be frustrated with online communication or just going to the grocery store and uh, dealing with the, the anxiety there. I don't know what it is, but what I do know is that after this lockdown is over, I think all of us have the potential being different. I personally want to be different. After this lockdown is over, I want more character. Don't you? After this lockdown is over, how will you be better for character? How will you be better in character? And I want to say that the way you'll know is if you can look back and say, I can do all things through Him. That you personally experience God giving you strength to endure this lockdown. And you're going to come out with more confidence. You're going to come out with more courage, more discipline. And our focus today is more happiness and peace. And I hope even love. Last Last week and the week before, we've learned some lessons from lockdown. We began with how to cure conflict, letting God answer our anxiety, letting God displace our destructive thoughts, and letting God cultivate constructive thoughts. All these super helpful. Today's lessons are really around happiness and peace. They come again from Paul's prison cell in lockdown in Rome, the Mamertine prison cell that he writes from. And our first lesson of two today is in a lockdown, discover contentment, contentment. Listen to Paul's words. I rejoiced greatly that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. This last set of words is probably internationally known, not just because of 
Jesus' teaching on contentment and strength, but because Stephen Curry has placed this verse on his shoes. It's a key verse for him personally. Tim Tebow has it under his eyes. It's Philippians 4.13, a very important verse. What's really important about understanding this idea of I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me is to understand that without Christ, you can do nothing that's of value. Without Christ, you can do nothing that's meaningful to Him. His dearest disciple heard his Lord Jesus as having said, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. You can't bear fruit. This really hit me personally this week as I thought about my work and just was humbled to remember, hey, if I'm not abiding, if I'm not remaining, if I'm not staying close to Jesus, I can do nothing. But if I am leaning into Jesus and following Him, I can do all things through Him who gives me strength. Paul rejoiced. He rejoiced in the renewed concern this church early in his ministry was showing him. They'd been separated for a long time. He'd been, he'd been traveling uh, throughout the Roman world, uh, evangelizing with now the non-Jewish population, the Gentiles, and their reach out to him in prison wasn't a little thing. He found great strength in it because he learned that it is in the little things that we find contentment. Contentment is more satisfying than exhilaration. And contentment means simply the sum of small and quiet pleasures. We've been experiencing those. No doubt you've enjoyed the pleasure of not, not having the morning frenzy, of being able to go to work in your pajamas or not having even brushed your teeth. I, I, I mean, I have not, I'm not saying I've done that. I'm just saying it's an option for people in lockdown. We have easy access to the refrigerator. There's no commute for most of us. And if it is, it's typically, there's not a lot of traffic. These are little things. They make a difference. Paul rejoiced in the renewed concern of the Philippians. And he experienced strength from the Lord. He interpreted the little things as coming from the Lord. How do you see little things? How do you view an encouraging word? A like on social media or a heart? How do, you, how do you view someone giving you a compliment or saying, I see in you? Here's what I want to suggest. The spirit of grace, the spirit of grace that will give you strength will often come from others. A word of encouragement, a little thing that God does to give you strength in any circumstance. In the YouTube comments, we want to see how God has been encouraging you. Someone else may find encouragement to see what God's been doing to encourage you. Won't you tell us concisely what he's been doing to encourage you? What I want to say is you can discover encouragement through Jesus. A young girl was given a shopping spree. And when that shopping spree began, the count dog down clock started, instead of just 
rushing down each aisle looking for the item she wants, she walked over to the owner and gave him a hug. What? Everyone was amazed. Here's the deal. She realized that of all the, all the, all the, the potential gifts she could take home, the most important thing was to see the generosity of the owner. Her connection to the owner gave her miraculous peace and contentment just with him alone. And I want to say, regardless of the circumstances, your ability to stay connected with the owner can help you discover contentment. How are you going to discover contentment? Here it is. Whatever the circumstances, be grateful in the little things. And maybe today, before you complain about what's not right, pick something for which to be thankful. Because the owner, he's trying to encourage you, but you may not be paying attention to what he's doing. Why is that? Why do we miss it? Before you complain about what's not right, pick something first to be thankful for. In this lockdown, how will your character come out for the better? I want to say, you'll have discovered I can do all things through him, even being content in my circumstances. Lesson six, in a lockdown, discover provision. An area, father recently lost his job. And his response to that job loss was this. I am so thankful for the 26 years of employment God has provided for me. Whoa, gratitude for God's provision. In this time of scarcity for many people, it's easy to be scared and worried about the future. Understandably, my wife was notified by the school district to anticipate as much as a 20% cut. Ah. But Paul writes of the generosity of the Philippians, it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. This church was generous with Paul. By the way, I want to say to our adventure family, you are tremendously generous. You support our ministry and the ministry of workers throughout Sacramento and the world. Paul says this, Not that I desired your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. What? I have received full payment and have more than enough. I'm amply supplied now that you received from, I received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. Paul's deepest value is that more be credited to the account of the believers from Philippi. What he's commenting on here is that when we invest in God's work, God keeps a ledger of our generosity and we get to share in the reward of every worker that we're supporting. We become shareholders in the work of a prophet or a preacher or a missionary or a worker. Those that send share equally in the fruit of the ministry of those who go. Jesus said this, provide purses for yourself that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. And he said of these gifts, they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. God is pleased by our generosity. 
And then he says this of our generosity, and my God will meet all your needs. It's reciprocal. It's not just giving to him. It's an experience where as we're generous with God out of what he's already given us, we get to see our eyes are opened in this experience of seeing how he is generous with us. You think that's easy? It's not. And my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Once a U.S. congressman was having a meal with his son at McDonald's. And although the the congressman didn't order fries, he reached out to just have one of his son's fries. As he did, his son brought his hand out on his dad and said, Dad, don't touch my fries. And the dad was like, oh, what? Uh, Son said, these are my fries. And the dad responded, I just wanted to share a fry with you. He said, son, don't you know that I could go back to the counter and I could could pay for enough fries to cover you in them? He said, I just wanted to share the fry with you. I wanted to have this time together. Your fragrant offering of generosity creates an aroma, an experience, a communion with you and God. He wants you to see his own provision. And the way you do that is by being generous. You'll see and recognize, wow, it's God who's providing all this for me. It becomes a relationship, a relationship of anticipation. What's God gonna do next? I'm gonna sow generously. We're told we'll reap generously. What's God gonna do? It's really exciting. Abraham experienced God's provision when he was tested deeply more deeply than any of us will probably be tested. He was asked by God to sacrifice his own son. Oh, yeah, we're not going to dive into that. But Abraham was willing to sacrifice his own son by God's command because he trusted that God could raise his son from the dead. As he went to sacrifice his son, an angel of the Lord said, Abraham, stop. And he stopped. And not far away from where Abraham was, a ram Again, an animal, a ram, was stuck in a thicket. And instead of having to sacrifice his own son, Abraham was provided this ram. And he concluded there that the Lord will provide. He said, as a matter of fact, God will provide. You know, is that location where Abraham was tested 2,000 years later? God would take the same test and would test his own son and ask his own son to offer himself as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. God was meeting our deepest need, our spiritual need, not financial or or physical, but our deepest need is a spiritual need for forgiveness, to have our consciences purified, our sins forgiven. Jesus answered, this test, and at Mount Moriah, which is modern-day Jerusalem, where Abraham was tested, Jesus offered his body as a sacrifice for you. He gave evidence of his identity as God's son by, by being raised from the dead and appearing to his disciples for over 40 days. He appeared to over 500. Have you personally 
recognized God's greatest provision by providing his son Jesus? If not, I'm going to give you a chance to today when we're done to pray a prayer and say, I want to be saved. I want to be provided for in this way. Paul also wrote the church at Rome related to his God's generosity and provision. He said this, he who did not spare his own son, that is Jesus on the cross, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? I mean, if God's willing to, to give us his son, will he not take care of our physical and financial needs? This is the kind of faith that God wants from us to trust in his provision. Hey, the last 10 weeks have been, they've been different, haven't they? They've been different for our adventure leadership community who's been working hard, all of them, all of our volunteers and our, our staff. And I want to take a moment to see how I see God guiding us in the future and what services might look like in the future beyond phase four even when things get back to I'm not even going to say the word normal, but maybe the new normal. Here they are. Uh, we, we see offering adventure services online and on campus continually. We see this as a great opportunity for families who are on vacation or uh, returning from a sporting event on their phone to engage in worship with us all the time. And for families that need to be safe at home, they'll have that opportunity ongoing. Second, we want to expand our online interaction. That means engaging the new community that we'll see online in our services, building a relationship with them, giving them opportunity to take the next step in discipleship by experiencing Rooted, joining an adventure group, either online or in person. Thirdly, we want to multiply adventure groups. I don't know if, if you've had this experience, but boy, being in lockdown, has made me appreciate people a whole bunch. Sometimes I just go out front to look to see if I could talk to someone. It's a little weird, but I bet I'm not alone. Some of you have been doing that. Fourthly, we want to connect to our global mission partners. We've seen this really um, advance communication. We're hoping, for example, of what this means. Connecting to our global mission partners means we're actually going to invite DJ West in Nepal to preach at our adventure services in a couple weeks. We think that technology has really made this possible. We haven't overreached in the last 10 weeks. We just tried to get better a little bit at a time. And by God's grace, he strengthened us to do all things as a team. How are you gonna discover God's provision? I shared with you how God seems to be guiding and providing adventure. I've shared with you how God wants you to have an experience with him in your generosity so you can see him as your provider. How are you going to discover provision? Here it is. Be in financial partnership with God by generously supporting his work. In your home today, share a story of how God has provided. Now, today's my wife's birthday, May 13th. Let me tell you, God provided her for me. Houses and land are a gift from parents, but an excellent wife is a gift from the Lord. How you doing? Secondly, in your home, choose a new way to give to God's work. Be a wise investor. Choose a new way to give to God's work. 
hey, when this lockdown is over, how will your character come out for the better? I think you'll know that your characters come out for the better if you can say, I can do all things through him, even seeing his provision in my life. And then Paul, Paul pivots here. His last few words, I think, are really critical to see. It really underscores our value. People matter. Their life's treasure, caring for people. The reason I want to come out of this lockdown with better character is because I want to be a better husband, a better father, a better granddad, a better son to my mom, a better uncle to my nieces and nephews across the country, a better servant to the church I get to work for. I want to be better. Paul says this, it's about people. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. Greet them. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Paul basically ends, hey, I'm in lockdown. I don't have a lot, a lot of uh, equity. I don't have a lot of assets, but I have a treasure and my treasure is people. I think that's where God wants all of us to move loving people like we never have, being completely content, leaning into God for His provision. I want to pray for you now. I want to pray for your level of contentment, your sense of God's provision, and maybe lead you in a prayer for the first time to follow Jesus Christ and accept His death for your sins. I'm going to pray and invite you to join me right now uh, and maybe make a decision that will move you forward. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us discover contentment by appreciating the little things, the words of encouragement we, we receive, the affirmations of when others see something in us that's special, the, the, the likes, the little things you do to strengthen us. Help us see those and recognize them and thank you for them and be grateful for them. Lord, help us see you as our provider. Help us Help us see how much you've provided us already and take the next step of, an, of being engaged as a financial partner in your work for the experience of sharing together. Father, I pray for all those who right now in their own home might feel like they don't have anything. God, I just ask that you would bring to their mind a story of how you've provided in the past. Bring to their mind of how you continue to be, how you've continued to be there for them. Help them have faith that you're their provider. And maybe take a next step and begin supporting your work and join in that ministry as a financial partner. Finally, Lord, and I say to the audience, if any of you have never made a decision to let Jesus Christ come into your heart, and do a new work in you. I invite you from where you're viewing to just say, Jesus, today, I accept that you were the sacrifice I needed to cover all my sins. You gave evidence of your identity as God's son by being raised from the dead and appearing to 500 for, for 40 days. I decide today I'm willing to believe in you, trust in you, and follow you. Help me become 
who I was born to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, awesome to be together next week. Uh, Zach Fox will be communicating. No one I'd rather have here communicating in my absence than him. Just love him. You'll get to see his new stash. It's pretty dope. If you prayed a prayer with me today to follow Jesus, to make him Lord, the banner below me gives a text number that is only for my closest staff members. Would you just let me know, Scott, I... I prayed the prayer to follow Jesus today. I want to know it, and uh, unless something weird happens, I'll reply immediately. I love you. I thank you for the honor of communicating God's word to you. Have a fantastic Lord's Day. God bless.